Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. we got a great guest for you today, Paul Preston, and we're going to talk about the return of an old problem, the imminent failure of the Oroville Dam and what that will mean, and it is catastrophic, people. This show is not for the faint of heart. I am warning you. Before we go to Paul, first of all, I need to let you know the food supply is being attacked in many ways. We can offer you relief with the best food supply company in the world, my Patriot Supply, and you can get great discounts, 2,000 calories per day, restaurant-quality food. Go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. Also, too, ladies and gentlemen, don't leave your money in the bank. Keep operating capital and let Noble Gold diversify what you're doing. I can send you a free information packet on this, and I recommend you do this because under the Dodd-Frank Law of 2010, they can keep your money, and I'm talking they being the bank. So let me send you a free information packet at DaveHodgesGold.com. No one will call you, no obligation, and you can look at it and say, I need this to save my nest egg. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Okay, you know Paul Preston, president of the New California Movement, but we're here to talk mostly about the Oroville Dam and its imminent failure and what this means for the country and the world. Stay tuned as we go right to Paul. If you're a listener, uh, to the Common Sense Show, ladies and gentlemen, and he is here on the Common Sense Show to talk to us about the Oroville Dam. Paul, welcome to the show, my friend. Well, Dave, it's wonderful to be back with you. Well, tell me, Paul, uh, we covered this six and seven years ago where the Oroville Dam was facing uh, imminent calamity at the peril of two million people and uh, major agricultural supplies, not just in America, but around the world. And we barely avoided catastrophe. They never really fixed the spillways on the dam, and now the dam's in trouble again. Let me have you pick it up there and tell the audience what's going on. Well, the uh, the first go-around, this was in uh, February 2017, that we nearly lost the dam because the spillway failed. And what that is is that the spillway is just one system of the dam system up there. You know, you have the the earthen filled dam. It's the third largest earthen filled dam in the world, one of the biggest dams in the United States. And of course, Oroville Lake is behind it. And uh, what happened was the spillway was uh, not maintained over the year. Jerry Brown and uh, all the others that uh, wanted to take and use the money that was dedicated for maintenance and the repair of the uh, spillway decided because we had so many droughts, which, by the way, as you know, are in, uh, deliberately engineered, 
Uh, but we had so many droughts that they decided to use the billions of dollars, about $7 billion over the course of about eight years, uh, for maintenance of not just that dam, but all the other um, critical infrastructures for water, like the conveyance systems and other dams. Uh, they wanted to spend it on social justice programs, which they did, leaving this thing completely in disrepair. Well, uh, it, it's not a shocker. Uh, when it was in disrepair, the dam, the the deck of the spillway failed, cracked open, and basically blew off big chunks of concrete, and that's how the whole thing started. Uh, the water came down the spillway and was tearing it up, and uh, they decided rather than tear it up more and ruin uh, really the fish fish hatcheries, the fisheries downstream because they have a lot of salmon that come up that you know during the uh, runoff, and. Um, Rather than to ruin the, the the beds, they decided to do something that's never been done at the at the dam, and that is uh, let the dam rise and go over the emergency spillway and come tumbling down a hill, tumbling off the the spillway weir into soil. <laughs> Real dumb. Anyway, it started to uh, within hours. I was actually standing on top of the dam when it first went over. I decided to go up there that day and check it out. I was actually standing on top of the dam and watching this go down into the soil and start cutting away a huge uh, canyon, literally. And uh, as the day went on, other things started to happen. And then uh, the next day, the, um, the, the sheriff caught wind of what was going on and decided to go up and visit at the uh, dam's uh, headquarters and found two uh, people working with the Department of Water Resources looking at photographs on a table, and uh, he stood in the doorway, and one of them said to the other, well, does the sheriff know about this yet? And so he's, he's in the doorway, and he says, know about what? And, of course, that just scared the hell out of him. Well, they, they were seeing the pictures of what I had seen the day before, where the water was what's called head cutting and working its way right up to the the the, uh, the weir of the uh, of the emergency spillway and was undercutting it and it was an hour about, about an hour away from actually causing it to come down and had it come down if it wasn't really for the courageous action of the sheriff at the time Corey Honey what he did is he ordered the the the, uh, the DWR to put as much water up and over the spillway, um, and uh, they went to about 150 CFS cubic feet per second over the spillway, and uh, within four hours they brought it down so it wasn't uh, spilling over the emergency spillway onto the soil and thus saved it. Now, in the meantime, when he called for an evacuation, there was about 250,000 people on the highways out here in the middle of uh, – uh, Northern California, uh, they were all on the highways trying to escape. And uh, had they been caught uh, with the dam breaking and the inundations of water, it would have killed all of them. Not only that, but it would have gone right into Sacramento and inundated Sacramento. Uh, now, a lot of people would say would have, it would have taken a long time. It probably would have taken about 20 minutes to get to where I'm at, Yuba City, California, in about another 40 minutes to get down to Sacramento, it could have taken out as many as 2 million people. But more importantly, where I'm at right now, I'm in the center of the largest rice-producing area in one place in the world, and that's in Northern California in Sutter County, Yuba County, uh, uh, Butte County, 
um, Calusa County, Glen County, all these counties up here are, represent the largest rice producing place in the world. It would have knocked out rice production in the inundation zone for at least two to three years. Do you know what kind of famine that would have caused on the world planet, on the on the world scene? Yeah, I'm, millions I'm, would have died. Millions would have died. So there's a lot at stake here. This whole thing is being orchestrated now. They came back and they made the repairs. They or they put in a new spillway, uh, but they blundered. They big big time blundering. We we're catching them at every blunder, by the way. But one of the things that they did is they did not make allowances for some of the critical things that needed to be immediately repaired. And uh, one of them was a sinkhole that was right in front of the spillway. They didn't fix that. Well, when they built the spillway, it's not a surprise that uh, the water um, that was in the on the uh, the lakeside started to push up through the soil and it started to get into the spillway. And when it, the water hit the spillway, it started to bring silt. Well, that silt started to clog up the drainage system underneath the brand new spillway. And it's completely clogged up. Today, they've uh, they've tried to run a lot of water over the spillway, a spillway that was built for 179,000 cubic feet per second has been reduced to running anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 cubic feet per second at the cost of $2.2 billion. It's a disaster waiting to happen. I was just up there yesterday. Um, the, the height of the water, uh, the, or the OG Weir, as it's called, is 900 feet, and at 901 feet, then it overtops the, 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 the spillway. And that's what it looks like it's going to do. Yesterday, we were about maybe two or three inches from overtopping. I was there. I got video footage of it right there. You can see it. Um, we are in dire straits because if you take a look at them running water over the new spillway, the um, sidewalls don't have anything coming out of them. Uh, what I mean by that, the drainage system, if it was working properly, would be spewing out water. Uh, from side ports on the training walls or the walls. And this water would come out with the velocity of a, a heavy-duty fire hose. And uh, if it was working, you'd probably have about 20 of those ports, as they're called, on the side of each wall, spewing out water. And that's the water from underneath the spillway that has to be drained off. And if you don't drain that water off, then what it does is it pushes from the backside on the spillway as the water going over the top of the spillway creates lift like a wing, and um, pretty soon the, the spillway will crumble. I don't think they'll run that thing past 20,000 CFS if there's a problem, and that means that if there's a problem, because we have this heavy snow uh, pack that's melting right now as we speak, then uh, they're going to always run water over that emergency spillway. And when they built that, they didn't build it all the way down the river, um, they have a portion where it stops and gets into the soil again. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the spillway just breaking up. And once that happens, um, watch out. You could have the same scenario again that what you had in 2017. This is an earthen dam, right? It's an earthen dam, but it's, it's made out of rocks, river-washed rocks. There's three grades, small, medium, and large. Um, it was built by uh, Nancy Pelosi's father, D'Alessandro. De yeah, no, right. no, no, con no conflict there. Oh, you mean the guy who was at the black nobility for the mafia? That's it. Okay. And then yeah. uh, also Edmund G. Brown Jr., Jerry Brown's dad. 
and they worked together to put the contracts together for the unions. And one of the things that they did, rather than uh, they wanted to save money, I think they wanted to make sure their union buddies got as much money to that contract as they could, they did not fracture the rocks. Now, if you have a river-washed rock, you know it's a smooth rock, right? It's very smooth and very round. These rocks were actually left over from the dredging for gold in the um, Feather River that goes up into the Feather River Canyon. And um, gold, there are tons of gold up there. It still is, but those rocks were all left over. And uh, they used those rocks. Well, they didn't fracture the rocks. Now, what that means is if you fracture the rock, it's um, going to start locking in with other locks or other rocks and make it really tight. They didn't do that. Instead, what they did is they just put the rock down that's smooth. That's another problem. People are concerned with earthquakes. If there's an earthquake, then the rocks become like ball bearings with water behind it. That's a problem. And they do have leaks there. There, I'm more worried about the the spillway breaking up. And when it breaks up, it's gonna that soil is gonna become so saturated from the backside that you're gonna see the water come out in a big way. So the but, earth, um, the earther dam part will be what disintegrates when the water right. begins to come through because the spillway can't absorb the leakage, right? That's right. Okay. How, now, how close is it to being overtopped? Right now, uh, maybe two or three inches. How much can that dam tolerate in terms of overflow? Is there an estimate? There's um, really no estimate right now at this point. It's really... They, when they came back and they repaired everything after the first time with the on the emergency um, spillway part, um, they did put a lot of concrete out in front of it where the soil was, but they only they limited themselves. They didn't extend that concrete all the way down to the river, so you still have about a mile up the hill for the soil to be eroded by that water. That's a big problem. Um, and we're not too sure about the roller compacted concrete, how that's going to perform, which is what the emergency spillway is now made of. And roller compacted concrete is not hardened concrete like you normally would find with the reinforced steel and things like that. It's just literally they come in with a concrete slurry and they, they flatten it out. And, uh, yeah. it's not, um, it's not treated the same as regular concrete. Paul, one of the things I've learned as I looked into dam failures and, and our work on Oroville six years ago prompted me to do this, was that the Army Corps of Engineers and other groups will do these disaster scenarios, computer simulations for if the dam breaks. They pretty well know what's going to happen, and uh, there's no mystery to this. So they have these simulations, I guarantee, and by law they have to do them. The... Um, do you have access to any of that information about just how bad this will get, what that will look like when the dam breaks, and how far and extensive the damage will be? We have uh, maps, inundation maps, and I've seen four <coughs> variants of the original map. I found an original map when I was first looking um, for this whole thing. and show you how Mickey Mousey's people were. I walked into a meeting, um, one of the first meetings they had with the public, and I had a about a hundred of these maps made up and it shows in blue where the inundation zone is. And uh, they didn't want me to pass those out. I passed them out anyway. They were really ticked off because they didn't want the people to see how much damage it would really do and, uh, or how much, you know, spread it would have in terms of inundation. 
And uh, so I said to the guy, I said, I don't know why you want to do this. He said, well, they don't need to know what's going on there. I said, don't you think the people have a right to know? And, and they've always been that way. They don't want any. And, but we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time they're saying now they don't they won't even let everybody generally know how to evacuate and which is the best directions to go um to evacuate out of the valley should there be a problem um they say it's kind of secret because we don't know who the terrorists are that might pick up on this and want to do harm well, wait a minute. The dam is breaking. The harm's already done. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't make any sense at all. Right. Not one. I mean, that just shows you how stupid they think we are. They can't even invent a good cover story. Um, in your estimation, okay, because you've worked on this now for over six years, um, why are these people so willfully negligent? Well, you got to remember, um, it was um, Jerry Brown who hired Bruce Babbitt. Bruce Babbitt, I know about Bill Bruce Babbitt. energy secretary or secretary of the interior, and Bruce Babbitt always wanted to take down dams, and uh, that's his big thing. The dams in the West have to be taken down, and it's interesting. We are in the process of taking down four dams along the Klamath River, 
uh, which is all promulgated by this whole thinking that those dams are no good from Babbitt and others. And it was Jerry Brown, whose dad put up Oroville Dam. It was Jerry Brown, when he became the governor in 1979, who put a stop to all, ba- to all dams being built in California, including the Auburn Dam, in which he just stopped at Cold Turkey. They had the foundation in the, in the hillside for the dam. Everything was pretty much prepped and ready to go. It's about 60% done, and he, he stopped it. He just completely stopped it. And, of course, this has led to a, a water shortage problem in the state. Had they built the, the whole thing out, it would be a lot different place. But um, they didn't want to do that. But my contention is this is part of the global game. I think this is your next big false flag. And they'll go through this and they'll inundate. They'll kill people, lots of people. They won't really care. There'll be starvation because of famine. And, you know, the other thing, too, I, I say that they have a company out here that's the largest provider of queen bees for uh, fertilizer, for pollinating plants in the world. Queen bees right out here. Just in fact, I, it's this not even a quarter mile away from my house right now where I'm sitting in this company. So this is a huge food producing place. He also had the stone fruits. One of the largest producers of stone fruits like peaches, plums, and so on comes from this area. Um, this is a huge deal. And, uh, they, they, I believe with Bruce Babbitt's help when Bruce Babbitt was hired in July of 2016, just before the situation happened and um, and he was still working for Jerry Brown at the time, uh, when this situation happened in Orville, he had, um, actually gone on a trip weeks before the, the, uh, Orville situation to Engelbrecht and, uh, there, there's a, another Inglebright, excuse me, uh, dam up here in Yuba County. In fact, I just came that's from there. I was just traveling up there. Um, he, he pronounced that they were going to take down that dam at the time. This is bef- just before the Oroville Dam situation. I believe they're trying to do this deliberately. Absolutely. I mean, why else would they do this? Um, there's no other reason for, for them to play these kind of games. There was no reason for them to do what they did. In 2017, um, I, I did some pretty deliberate. Yeah, Paul, give me just a little leeway here, because I, I did some investigation after we ran that series of shows six years ago on the Oroville Dam. And I found Bruce Babbitt, too, and I'm very familiar with him because he terrorized Arizona. And uh, that's where he's originally yep. from. Yep. And so being from Arizona myself, I knew what a globalist he was and what a communist he is. And I, too, knew about his penchant for wanting to remove dams. And what I discovered in my work is if you took all the dams down, you would have nothing growing there but algae. And let's go back to 2010 with the Gulf oil spill. When they were using Corexit to submerge the oil beneath the water column, it did nothing to dissipate it. And Corexit was banned in 19 countries, highly toxic. It's left serious health effects for people in the Gulf that aren't even being documented or followed by the government, but we know it's true. Um, they found that with the algae that would grow after the corrects that would wash ashore, nothing would grow. It killed marine life. It was bad for humans. And Wilma Subra, who was an investigator at a local university, said uh, all of this is in the air. It's in the water. It's in our food. It's in the transpiration system. And she said they want algae because it's the next biofuel. And I thought, aha, that's why they want the dams gone. They want a fresh supply of algae for their 
climate change, new world order BS. That was one thing I found. And then the other thing I found was they were starting to make moves to control the food supply. So let me bring this over to Ukraine. Uh, the Ukrainian dam was destroyed recently, and this has a major effect on the wheat supply, which affects the food supply. If Oroville goes, you've got the rice situation, number one rice-producing area in the world, and Ukraine with wheat. Uh, they're trying to depopulate through starvation, and I see the dams as one way to help accomplish that. What do you think of that? It might be a nuts? No. no that, I mean, this is, the like I said, Right now, at risk is the largest rice-producing area in one place in the world. That's right now at risk of being devastated for at least a two-year period before growth. Uh, they could get new product or crops out. Man, oh man, I hate to be right. I don't want to be right here, and I don't want people to sit back and say, "Gee, that was good that Dave figured out all that." That's not why I said that. What I'm saying, folks is this is depopulation. Paul, going to a broader right. issue, when you go to a broader issue here like this, you notice that all the woke BS that they're doing to America, they're glorifying lifestyles that don't end in procreation. Family values, right. having kids, everything about family values and the maintenance of the population is not glorified. It's always sexual relationships that don't end in having children. And I see it as yep. being a different side of the same coin. Well, you know, it's insidious. It's just evil stuff. Um, as an example, if um, a, a young a young boy grows up and decides he wants to be a female and then uh, be ca be castrated and have his penis removed and become a a, a female, uh, they go through the surgery to reopen the inguinal canal. You know, where the inguinal canal is analogous in the female to the vagina, but for the boys, it's where the kidneys descend. Excuse me, the testes descend from being developed right underneath the, the kidneys, which is where the ovaries are in females. They descend through the inguinal canal into the test, testicular sac, the scrotum. And uh, that's normal. But when you have the, the, this, the boy who wants to become a girl and go through the surgery, then they remove the testes, they remove the penis, except for stimulation factors for a clitoris and that sort of thing. But then they reopen the inguinal canal, and that's supposed to be the vagina. Here's their problem. It's called the, the X chromosome. If, you, if you're a male, you have your sex chromosomes are X and Y, and for females, it's XX. Well, Mr. Little Y chromosome speaks up and says, you know, now that this inguinal canal is open, I'm just going to regrow back together. And so it starts to regrow back together. That's the biggest single problem that has developed. They can't stop that. So what they do is they give them an implant, and they're supposed to insert that into the inguinal canal every night so it doesn't grow back together. Now, who in their right mind wants to live a life like that? But they don't tell them those little secrets. The doctors, the parents. But you know, look how insidious that is. In to your point, about stopping reproduction. Yeah. It's monstrous. Do you know what uh, the governor of Arizona's husband does? Yes, I do. You want to, I'll let exactly you know what he does. <laughs> yeah, he does what we're talking about. That's right. That's exactly right. That's your Katie Hobbs husband. 
Yeah, this is not an accident. It's um, it's depopulation, and in fact, it was John Kerry that just came out this week, and John Kerry said, "Was last week," and John Kerry said, "There are too many people on the planet. It's not sustainable." So I'm thinking, okay, John, what are you saying? Are we going to kill off 90% of the population? That's what they want. That's what they want. That's what they say. Believe them when they say it, people. They have it in writing. And not only that, my, my favorite quote on these depopulation guys, uh, David Spangler of the United Nations, the once head of the Eco Division, he said, uh, you will not come to the New World Order unless you take a Luciferian initiation. I don't think it could be any more clear than that, and yet we ignore these things like somehow they don't mean it. Right. Well, they mean it. They really mean it, and that's the problem. But I think we can beat them. I'm very confident that we're going to beat them. But how that's, how victory is achieved is another thing. Well, you know, Dave, when you and I used to coach basketball, we always used to talk about these wins that we won, but we won ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to win, but it's going to be ugly. Well, I think you're probably right. I um, well, at the end, if people are Christians, they know we win in the end. But how much suffering are we going to go through in the interim? If I had my way, as a Bible believing Christian, I'd push off the tribulation for a later generation and defeat these people now and leave it to future generations to deal with. That's my selfish desire. I don't know that we'll get that option. But I want to before we go much further down this and end up on the new California square. Uh, I want to go back and I want to kind of close the loop on the dam. Um, I know you can't give a time frame, but with the snow runoff that's coming down to the dam, do we have an estimate on when this will reach a critical stage? If um, maybe in the next, oh, certainly in the next 30 days, I'm looking at actually a window in a week and a half, two weeks. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, please tell me San Diego won't be affected. <laughs> <laughs> no, San Diego, no. Okay. Well, this is what I learned, too, when we did this before. I learned that you'd have a 70-foot wall of water if that dam breaks, and it's a catastrophic yeah. break, and it would be in Sacramento in just over an hour, and it would endanger right. 2 million people, not only take out the crop supply and cause famine, but two million people would be imperiled, and you could not uh, evacuate a city the size of Sacramento, except for a few of the elite with their own planes. They wouldn't get out of harm's way in time. Well, here's the other thing: the the big wall of water. You could achieve that if the if there's the head cutting and everything that cuts through the soil, and it just opens up. It's gonna it'll start. You'll have about an hour, which. There's, in, I think, if you would look at the dam that was just they blew up over there in the Kiev. Now this is a lot different type of dam, and the water is really in a very. It's not a deep. Um, it's not a deep lake behind it. Not deep. It's it's broad though, and but that water came out really really fast. And all they always come out really fast. Um, but here's another little added thing, which I don't. Which I think that they're probably they could utilize. And that's what the ADMs or atomic demolition munitions that are buried in the dam. Yeah, would you talk to and people about that out. with continuity yeah, of government? We found that, yeah. Well, what it, what it is is that during the Cold War, uh, they armed all the dams with eight what are called atomic demolition munitions. They're they're nuclear bombs uh, designed for destruction of dams and bridges. 
they're not designed to put put up in the air and all that stuff and drop out of aircraft. That you know, it's different. Um, but they're designed to be set off like satchel charges of, of dynamite, except they're much more powerful. And they would take out the dam, and water would come out of the dam at a very, very rapid rate. And the idea was is that the, it was to stop advancing t- troops and tanks um, in front of the dam with water. And that's what they're doing right now, actually, as a technique in warfare uh, with that dam in, in uh, Ukraine. So this, these dams in California were all outfitted during the Cold War with these ADMs. And the night of the uh, situation in 2017, I got a call from one of the workers in the Hyatt Power Plant that said that they had just rolled in with about 30 big trucks and took out all the nuclear bombs. <laughs> and I, didn't, I wasn't ready for that. And I said, nuclear bombs? Well, I found out that there's... Um, crews that work with you know the uh, u.s army in particular that go into places if they want to set a detonation off to destroy a dam they'll use adms to do that atomic demolition munitions now what they're using are thermal barrack devices that's what we found out so a thermal barrack device like you saw in lebanon could very easily be used on this dam they'll probably set off three or four of those um inside the dam to cause it to go I believe they want to definitely take the dam down, so it's, anything could happen. Well, I'll give you, okay, here I go with a lunacy conspiracy theory. I know with Project HARP and that technology, they can excite earthquakes by, you know, bouncing electromagnetic waves up to the ionosphere and directing them back to fault lines. And so let's say, just for the sake of argument, okay, this is strictly hypothetical, but they invoke HARP technology... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And they bring it back to Earth and initiate an earthquake. Then they can have a ready-made cover story to where they can right. detonate these bombs, destroy these six dams. I believe there are six dams involved in this in California. And they detonate... Well, there's- there's six dams up the Feather River. Yeah, that's that. that was, any one yeah. of those is taken out, it could be a problem. Yeah, exactly. And so then they could blame it on an earthquake. It was an act of God, and you destroy California, you destroy the food supply, you destroy the economy, and this could, alone could plunge America into devastation. I remember reading too that I think is an I five that would be inundated, and so commerce, yep. trucking commerce coming out of California would stop for the rest of the country. And isn't it, was it about 30% of retail comes out of California? Yep. Or, or is, my, yep. is my six-year-old memory correct here? No, it's correct. It's correct. Yeah, there's my conspiracy the only, the only, theory, Paul. The only thing that would be a qualifier is that they really, um, when they built the I-5 freeway, they actually looked at the Oroville Dam inundation map. And so when you look at the inundation map and you look at the position of I-5, I-5 is right directly on the outside of the inundation zone, all the way up and down the state. Where you have a real problem is where I-5 comes together with 80 and 50 in Sacramento, that would all be wiped out. 
Well, yeah, there's two so rivers. You wouldn't have that, anything going east and west and north and south. Yeah, there's two rivers that uh, that had the confluence in Sacramento. And so when that wall of water from the breaking dam reaches Sacramento and those rivers, doesn't that ignite further floods downstream and actually reach the coast? Yeah, absolutely. It'll go, yeah, it'll go to the coast. It'll go through the delta. It'll where's the, where's um, the exit point at? Is that south of San Francisco? The exit point would um, be actually um, just north of San Francisco. And um, the, 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 the delta breaks out just very much east from the San Francisco Bay is where it breaks out. And um, that, that wouldn't affect San Francisco at all. And I'm I'm assuming it that Oakland either. Okay, but I'm I'm going to make an assumption here that uh, in these thermobaric bombs that you talked about that have replaced the nukes, they're not guarded. Am I right? I don't I don't know. I don't know. and we I don't know if they'd use thermobarics. It would seem reasonable to me that they would. Um, there was for a long time a, a um, nuclear research lab uh, uh, that was researching uh, neutrinos in the Oroville Dam. It actually closed down in 2014, and they, as a result of that lab being built, the water every month still has to be tested for radioactivity that comes out of the dam. They still do a very thorough job of testing. So, are you saying they have leakage of possible nuclear weapons there? I don't no I'm not saying that I'm just saying that they test for it once a month. Okay, all right. But clearly the possibility exists. Well, yeah. That's why they test for it every month. So what we'd have if this dam breaks, you not only have the wall of water and the destruction of all the things we've talked about. Now you have to worry about damage to nuclear weapons even if you don't have a detonation, then you would have radiation coming down with the water. Am I right? Correct. That's- the biggest problem and concern would be uh, the radioactivity of the water. That would end. That would end the possibility of being able to use this for hundreds of years. In other words, the the breadbasket for rice for the world would be permanently destroyed. Correct. Okay. Well, in, in, in my sales for storable food with my Patriot Supply, I constantly say there is a war on food. In fact, just the other day. The president of the Black Farmers Association came out and accused Biden of using taxpayer money to fund Chinese purchases of American farmland to the detriment of America's food supply. Uh, And I'm thinking, wow, how did he figure that out? I've been talking about that, but I thought, man, that's amazing. But, Paul, it all adds up to this is an attack upon the food supply probably more than anything else. Right. This is it. This is it right here. Boy, we talked about the food supply six years ago, but it didn't really come to the top of the ladder because we were living in different times then. We we didn't see right. all the things they were doing to the food supply then that we know about now. And, you know, the thing, right, well, Trump had <clears throat> taken over the presidency. And, you know, that was interesting when he they, we had the, not too far from that, the following year, 2019, we had the, the campfire in Paradise. And when he came out to, to check out the Paradise fire, he actually stopped at the Orville Dam. It was that the same place I was at today, up there on the dam. Um, and he, I know he talked to uh, Ryan Zinke and uh, 
uh, other people. Uh, he wants to rebuild the dam. Actually, he he recognized this whole thing from the get go with the with the rocks. They should have been fractured, fractured, so that they could you know interlock with one another. He he totally as an engineer understood that. Didn't didn't Trump have some kind of federal control mechanism he could have invoked as president? Um, well, he did. Um, not too sure how what he could have done um, to do anything that was different, other than to help us with wealth, with uh, not welfare, but for aid for the people. California is broke, and so they don't have money um, in emergency provisioning for situations like the, the disaster in, the, in uh, the dam and also the disaster that happened up there in Paradise. It was New California and other citizens' groups that by the end of the day of the first, the first day of the fire, we had actually put up a whole big uh, facility, literally was packed with clothes and donations, and we're helping people to get their lives back to some degree because they just lost everything in the fire. But where's the state? The state's never shown up. Uh, well, they show up in their nice little brand new cars uh, for the emergency services office, but that's it. Some are just hiding out. They won't answer the doors. Um, they just think we're going to be happy with this, and we're not. Not happy at all. This may be the most, uh, of all the plots against America, you know, the tainted vaccines and all the nonsense we know about, um, and the stuff they already put in our food supply. If you look at pictures of people in the 50s and 60s compared to today, we're not any more gluttonous. We're just eating a bunch of garbage. Uh, with all the stuff they do to the food supply, I think this is the number one attack. I think this is the most devastating, Paul, because of what it's going to do to such, such essential resources but the rice is the big thing. Where does our rice go internationally? Once we uh, use what we have, what, where do we send it? Most of it is sold to um, Japan and Vietnam, Southeast Asia, and then I believe um, China after that. Okay, so if China has designs on South Korea, Japan, Vietnam, which we know they do, uh, right. creating a food shortage would aid their conquest, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That's yeah. why I bring up the question of uh, bar uh, barometric bombs, because they're clean bombs. Oddly enough, the research that was to put into design was that actually created a, uh, that lab that was in the Oroville Dam. Well, I don't think it would be really ironic if they actually brought in barometric bombs to finish it off, which they might. But um, this is a very serious thing. It needs to be taken serious that these people really want to do this. There's no doubt about it. They want to do this. They want to cause as much death and mayhem as possible. Okay. Well, I don't know how much you can talk about this, but I, I talked to someone today, um, and I've got to be nebulous because of the sensitivity of the nature and their position. But um, they know that there are Chinese terror squads in America now for various purposes. And one of the purposes is vandalism of the infrastructure. And that was made mm -hmm. very, this is not the first time I've heard it, but this was, this came from the best source I could have gotten at the time. And Paul, l let me tell you how I'm seeing this. The reason I asked about the nature of the weapons in these dams, I'm wondering if a simultaneous attack upon these six dams in California 
could bring them down in such a way with the Chinese attacked by a fifth column if they couldn't induce this without waiting for nature to take over. Absolutely. Have you considered that at all? Have you thought about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what they'll do. The timing just has to be there right now. I think the sequence on their timing. Well, one of my broadcast partners. They should be ready. Yeah, Doug Thornton, you know, former DHS, um, has to us very good sources. Uh, We've talked a lot about my two Border Patrol sources tell me the same thing. Chinese males of fighting age crossing the American Southern River in great numbers. And I know you know that, too. I'm saying this for the benefit of the audience. Um, They're here, folks. And I'll go back to uh, 2021, the riots, the summer of riots, uh, uh, pre-positioned weapons caches that were discovered. And the government said, oh, no, 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 no. Those are for uh, Antifa. We covered it. We stopped it. No, bullcrap. That's not Antifa. Antifa is Molotov cocktails. It's not AK-47s. Okay, and thermal and 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 basically big bombs to explode. Uh, those were for Chinese fifth column terrorists. That's my opinion. That's right. And they could and they're be, here. Yeah, and they could be headed for the Oroville Dam. This is why I asked you the question: Are are these dams and their weapons that accompany these dams? Are they not guarded by the federal government? Shouldn't they be guarded by someone? Not that I'm aware of that they're not guarded. Well, in other words, they could embed themselves in the area. They could come in, do time-release charges, get the hell out, and have done their damage. Right. If they know what they're doing, I'm, I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing because they've been floating these big balloons and gathering up all kinds of intelligence, especially with our missile defense systems. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly pretty sure they've got the combinations down so that they can... Um, set off nuclear detonators. Wow. Paul, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm just kind of stunned at the possibility here of this. Um, and uh, America, if you're listening to this, you're thinking Paul and Dave maybe have gone off the deep end. We have six years of research behind this. This is not hyperbole. This isn't speculation. Really? I think these are probabilities we're looking at. Um, Paul, you know, I know our time's limited, but I, I, I won't be doing justice for our audience if I don't take you over to New California. And I got to give you a report here. Um, I'm going to be involved in the coming recall of Katie Hobbs. Those people approach me. They're some serious players. And right now we're kind of keeping it off the books. They haven't filed yet. The earliest they can file is July the 3rd. I don't think they're going to do it on that date. But I'm going to be a part of it. But I'll tell you what they got excited about. I shared with them what, uh, and I'll say this to the audience, what Paul Preston's doing, using an affidavit process uh, for criminal investigations of public officials that have engaged in voter fraud and improper election activity. And Paul has forced the resignation of several California politicians. And I told them that Paul has intentions with people he knows to bring that process to my state, the most corrupt state in America, in my opinion. Well, I don't know. California gives us a good run, but I'm talking Arizona <laughs> and County. So, Paul, how many officials do you estimate that you have forced into resignation because of your affidavit investigations? Uh, well, probably 55 or 60 Holy total. Crap. <laughs> and that, include, that includes a, a number 
a pretty good number, uh, I think 13 or 14 county clerk recorders who resigned. Um, several of them resigned within three days of getting the documents because we, we always give them the true numbers of what we believe the numbers were uh, after that election. And that's why they've, they've gone. Yeah, you and, you and I have a secret weapon with people who know how to do the algorithms for the voting machines. That's right. That's right. We've yeah. got uh, we've got the weaponry on all that one, and they can't stop us. And uh, much with much of what we need has already been produced. It's being made public, um, and of course, people are really upset about that. We we had another go around with a person today who called um, that we're serving declarations on, and because um, we haven't stopped, we we got stuff really going on and some major things happening. Um, who called again today and said, Paul, can you? kind of, you know, not do the declaration. And I said, absolutely not. We're going to do this. Um, you know, I know the individual and I told him, you know, you, you should have voted no against um, everything COVID related, but you encouraged it and you got a pay raise as a result. I said that, what good is that when people are dying around you and you <laughs> cause the death of these people? Yeah, exactly. Excuse the tickle in the throat, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying now. <laughs> Excuse me. Paul has transplants that have gone from his training in California to Maricopa County, the most corrupt county, I believe, in America, um, arguably. And um, they want to do the same thing here, uh, and I want to be involved with them. And i got to tell you, the recall people for Katie Hobbs are highly interested in this process, too. So, Paul, tell me, how soon is it going to be? until these people are ready to network with people like me and the recall people and get started on Arizona right now, officials. We, rec- we, we had, um, <clears throat> one, we recalled one County person to a supervisor in Shasta County. And by the way, we had, um, when we papered everybody in Shasta County, we had eight officials, eight officials, including the auditor and, uh, supervisors resigned since we started this process. Eight officials in one county. Really? And that's why they voted Dominion out, because the board had changed to conservative, and they voted Dominion out of the county. So they're not going to do Dominion during the next the 2024 election. That's because of our declarations, brother. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry. I, I know about that, and I'm glad you said that for the audience. But for our Arizona listening audience, these transplants that you trained in California that have relocated to Arizona. Right. When, right. when are they going to network with people like me and the Katie Hobbs? Well, they can people? do that immediately. We're, we're going to put on another four o'clock call on Monday. Uh, this coming Monday, it'll be four o'clock for Arizona, new Arizona. Uh, and any one of them can get on the line and hear what we're doing to talk about. And um, pretty soon we're going to get enough people to really have the real, you know, committee meetings and things like that. Because that's the first thing you have to do when you start this process. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm assuming you're going to put me in contact with these people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, I told my wife when we came to your great event, when you had Mike Huckabee there, that was fantastic, uh, for the New California Convention. And, um, I got to talk to Mike, and oh, I, I knew he was a great guy, but I was really real really impressed with him up, up close and personal. But I have to tell you, Paul, I told my wife at the time, I said, we need this in Maricopa County. And here it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I yeah. can't wait. 
I can't wait to be a part of it. How long does it take, in your estimation, now that you have the blueprint set, how long will it take a state like Arizona or, say, Colorado, how long would it take for them to start going after these politicians? About um, three months. Oh, happy days are here again. Um, absolutely incredible. And they aren't going to like it. And they're going to tell you, oh, it doesn't matter. You can do all these things. It does matter. Um, we served uh, doc- declarations on uh, some people in one of the county uh, three years ago, and nothing has happened yet except one of the people who called me to, the, today, this morning, was one of those people that got served those declarations three years ago because they're coming up on an election in 2024, and they don't want those to be discussed. Well, they're in the public domain, and I'm sure that the candidate against this person is going to use them. I told him on the phone, I said, if I was running against you, I'd use him. And that's exactly what he's going to do. You have 100 people who are complaining about you, violation of your oath of office, plus other election code sections that you violated. They believe they have probable cause for that. That's why they turned it over to the sheriff, and they're demanding an investigation. That's deadly. This is deadly stuff to these guys. Well, you know, here in Arizona, we had uh, Liz Harris uh, invite Jackie Brager on behalf of John Thaler to present what I call yeah. the Brager Report, and it was extreme corruption involving election and other things, involving the cartel, China, and so forth, and money laundering. And, Paul, um, they kicked Liz Harris out of the Arizona House of Representatives for daring to do that. Uh, but here's the deal. The, the media sided with, uh, obviously, the criminals, are benefiting from their illicit activity and they said oh there's no there there in the Thaler report he's a crackpot he does he did RICO investigations for the federal government and some of this was already adjudicated in the state of New York not all of it but some of it so there's credibility and the media and the Arizona House of Representatives and really Arizona government in general is running from this but if this process yeah. comes to Arizona it doesn't matter what the hell the, uh, um, the the media says. It doesn't matter how many representatives they kick out of the Arizona House. They can't stop this process, can they? No, they can't. You have the magic bullet. So, so really, we are. We have to see how that's going to work out. Every state needs to be doing this. Yeah. You know, I know people in northeastern Colorado. Well, I have some roots there. And, Paul, I tell them about what we're doing and what's coming, and they all want to be a part of it. I'm talking, and I'm talking to people with means and money. They hate Denver. They hate the front range and the liberal politics and the control by the globalists. Uh, this, and we think of Colorado as a blue state. There are people that want to do this in a blue state. Do you, do you think, is this applicable to all 50 states? Yeah, they call California a blue state, and we found out it's a deep red state. It's just that they've been manipulating the election system for so long, everybody believes it's a blue state, and it's not. This is a deep red state, California. Deep red state. Well, you're, it's a minority of people that are liberal doing this to us. We better wake up because look what they're doing to us. Okay. Well, you can expect a phone call from yours truly uh, before Monday's 4 o'clock. Uh, oh, yeah. That's 4 o'clock Pacific, right? Correct. Okay, so you can expect a phone call from me before 4 o'clock because I want to be on that call and I want to be hooked up with these people coming to Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, if your state 
uh, is as criminally corrupt. By the way, the Thaler Report covered 26 states. And if your state is criminally corrupt as California and Arizona, you're going to want to be a part of this, and I will start disseminating this information, and we'll operate as a clearinghouse to get more people doing this. We're going to start this movement that they can't stop. Um, it's really, it absolutely incredible. Paul, i got to ask you this question, and this is almost tasteless, but i, I got to ask. Um, if something were to happen to you, would New California continue forward and doing the same things they're doing with the affidavits? Yeah. Yeah, it's already, listen, this is already set in stone. They're going to try and knock me off. I know that. Uh, it's not, and even if they do, uh, it's not going to stop the state from going forward. That's what they don't understand. You don't, you just don't knock off the the constitution and constitutional behavior. And now you've got over 200 people involved, 200,000 people involved. That's a big number. And we're, we're just not starting to grow again. We'll be at a half a million people by the end of this year. Have you considered, that. Paul, have you considered the fact that since they can't stop this process and this could grow like a stage four cancer, have you considered the, the aspect that they'll go totally ballistic and go full uh, martial law uh, enforcement and this is the way they'll stop it is through brute force? Oh, yeah, I anticipate that that's what they're going to do. They're getting ready for that now because uh, they don't have enough time and they don't have enough people. That's why they're reporting all these people. And they're, uh, what we have is an advantage of time. They're, they're not going to be able to propagandize these people to the point where they're going to be able to take us over. So what are they going to do? Make these immigrants part of a super La Raza force? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that's what. That's right. That's it. Oh, boy. Okay, I've been doing this too long because we're starting to think alike, Paul. Um, <laughs> okay, very quickly in the time we have left, tell people how they can follow your great work both on your radio station and, and uh, with New California? Well, on the radio side, it's Agenda 21 Radio, and you can uh, go to Agenda21Radio.news. That's the uh, website, or A21R.com. Okay. And you can listen to my show. It's a, a live show from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday that it replays on Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio emanates out, out of Washington, D.C., so when we do it, um, it comes. You know, it, it actually plays across the nation and the world. Yeah. Um, also, you can get new Cal- information about New California State by going to New California. You pull up the front page. Everything is right there. You can look at what we're doing with New State. New Arizona's got a flag up there. We got what's called the Reorganized California State. Um, we're reorganizing California right now as part okay. of our process. We're um, we're moving on to Congress, which, by the way, we've moved on to Congress. We sent three delegates. We're sending more this month um, back to well, we think we are. We're, we're letting some of the things play out. I shouldn't get ahead of myself. It depends on what's going on in Congress and whether or not we're going to – because it's a lot of money to send people. We don't want to get it all washed out because they've got their crazy stuff going no, on. No, I hear you. Um, Paul, we are flat so, out of time, my friend. The hamsters okay, are shutting buddy. down. But listen – I'm going to put all that information up on our website. But thanks so much, Paul, for coming on. Great stuff. I really admire what you're doing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.